it up. I'm using my Surface Pro this time, so hopefully we should have fewer problems. You might be able to see me better, too. Right. I see Black yeah. Panther. And I see that. Oh, that is a gorgeous Dark Knight poster. Uh, oh, well, oh, you can see yeah. Malcolm 10? <laughs> I've never seen that movie. And oh, let me show you the screen. No, I saw Malcolm 10. What is what is it? That's the projector. That's just that's just cable guy, but that's just the projector. This is a 110-inch uh screen. Oh. Never seen Cable Guy either. Do you it's even funny. watch you like anything? It. What do oh, you no, even no, watch? Casual, you know? I mean, first off, I have an extensive library of movies that I bet I can name that you haven't seen. Name three. Hold on. Like, Paul, it's not Atlanta. Like on you, it's not Atlanta. Nope. Clay Cole, it's not Atlanta. Nope. Decatur, it's not Atlanta. Nope. Gwinnett, it's not Atlanta. Nope. Roswell, it's not Atlanta. Nope. Forward Paul, it's not Atlanta. Nope. Lynn it's not Atlanta. Look, the North, it's not Atlanta. The South, it's not Atlanta. You niggas, it's not Atlanta. You bitches, it's not Atlanta. This is Jalon coming to you from the Quiet Storm. I just wanted to um, inform you of a little incident that happened. Uh, unfortunately, due to some technical difficulty, we unfortunately lost the first 35 minutes or so of the um, of the podcast introduction. So, um, unfortunately, you won't be getting all the witty banter that we do in the beginning. Uh, but you did miss a hilarious conversation about Devin having never eaten chicken and dumplings. I do not know what's wrong with him. How he, how in his big grown age, has never eaten chicken and dumplings. But um, you missed that. You, he also discussed all the trash movies that he watches, mostly about baseball. But you missed all that. So uh, we'll make that up to you at a later time. But I still wanted to uh, come and give you a little, a little context about what we'll be discussing. Atlanta, season three, episode six entitled White Fashion, written and directed by Ibra Ake. To do that, I brought in a special guest who has been spoken of but has never spoken to you all. So my lovely, beautiful, amazing wife, Selena, has graciously offered her time to help me out to discuss the first part of this episode and give a little context of what uh, we were discussing since that part was left out. So say hello to the listeners, Selena. Hello, listeners. How art thou? Mm-hmm. Pretend so, they responded. Okay. Well, before I pretend they respond, I got to ask, how in the world has Devin never had a chicken and dumpling, but he can watch Field of Dream in the League of Their Own? <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't know what's wrong here. He's never, ne- no chicken and dumplings. I don't know what he said. He apparently thought it was like, Asian was Asian inspired or Asian Ooh, an Asian okay. yeah it's like I, I, again I don't know he said somebody he said some shady stuff about his mama I'm not gonna repeat it but <laughs> you know but it was regarding cooking because I was like okay all of our mamas made chicken and dumplings but hey let's you know. get this man some soul food sent to him 
Oh, God. I just don't even do I, I don't told even know the thing. I'm I'm supposed to be talking about Atlanta and I'm stuck on chicken and <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Well, I, I still I, I don't know. But we gonna maybe I'll make some and uh, freeze dry it and send it to them or something like that. Please and thank you. <laughs> yes. So uh, thank do it you for the culture. For the culture. So thank th- but uh, thank you, um, Selena, my yes. lovely, amazing, beautiful wife, mm-hmm. uh, who I love very much for doing this. So um Atlanta in this particular episode, we open in London with a French fashion house named Esco Esco, where the designers are making a New Jersey. The design features a caricature of a raccoon called Mr. Spaghetti, who the designer says the kids love. But then in the next sentence, he also says he's a sex god. Or the kids love him because he's a sex god. And I'm like, why are you just... Okay, so in one breath, it's a, ra- it's a cartoon raccoon, but he's also a sex god, and you're marketing this to children. Confused. Hashtag confused. <laughs> and they mention that they're inspired by Central Park and they're going to put a number five on the back to signify the company's anniversary. Now, when he said he was inspired by Central Park and then it's gonna put another number five on it, it did not register to me what they were gonna what they were gonna do at all. I just kinda like, you know, this is just Atlanta, they're doing some kind of like, you know, uh interesting opening. It didn't even click for me. Uh did it click for you? At, not at all. Yeah, and Going back to Mr. Spagotti, I'm like, well, is this a ploy on Coons? <laughs> well, this is that's exactly what I that's what I <laughs> thought, and well, we'll see. It kind of is. Mm-hmm. So the the chairman of the board is there being fitted for a suit and just seeing the designs and everything, and he asks, could they send one of the jerseys to um his to his grandson? Yes. And the grandson uh, with his Michael Jackson hair mm-hmm. picks it up out of the box and kind of like, and we see the front of it yes. at first with the raccoon on it. And it's like, okay, this is just a jersey, but on the back of it, Central Park 5. I don't know what you thought. You'll tell me in a minute. I was immediately pissed when I saw that. Yes. Yes. I didn't. I was a. Uh... Not thrilled. One, it looked like a Fubu jersey. <laughs> like, Maybe it was on purpose. Yeah, so it brought it took me back to thinking about Fubu slash how um, in high school we used to wear these hockey jerseys and stuff all the time. Yeah. And, you know, and it had all the you know ones that kind of stood out the most were like the um, the Blackhawks, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm thinking about all the racial undertones that we get into today about those those uh, logos and mascots for these sports teams. Mm-hmm. And I see this jersey with this raccoon on it, and it's taking me back to what we were embracing mm-hmm. as, you know, high school students in early college years. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, is this what we were representing? Were we, were we coons? You know? You no, know, I don't even yeah. think of it like that. That's a real interesting point where you, where you bring it back to what we were doing in high school because if you remember, you know, back when we were coming up and we wore, and we wore the oversized uh, T-shirts or the mm-hmm. oversized jerseys and that we were basically looked down upon or talked about not just by some, by, you know, some white people. They will look at that as something to... Like why are you dressing like a gangster, right. et cetera? Uh, and then the old and our our elders would say, you know, you don't need to dress like that, or you try to be a little bit more presentable. Mm-hmm. Now these things are becoming high fashion, mm-hmm. and they're being copied by these major fashion houses like Prada, Gucci. Of course, uh, had there was a particular situation that happened with Gucci where they had the blackface. That's right. Um, they had the blackface sweater mm-hmm. with full on with full on uh, red lips. 
every, everything. And I think that's what they were signifying. But like I said, but when I saw the Central Park Five on there, I was immediately, you know, enraged by that. And of course, it's an ignorant reference to the Exonerated Five, as they're now known as of New York with that case. I don't want to explain anything, listeners. You should know what, who they are. But if you don't, look up the Exonerated Five. Yes. And I, the jersey was one thing. The ad right after that yes. was the next thing. I did not like that mess at all. No, not at all. And uh, yeah, because they had like you know these black guys mm-hmm. that are laying down um, next to this white girl wearing the jersey, and it was it was it just brought all kinds of yeah. you know racial you know imagery trauma to my to me, and I was like, okay, this is this can't be happening. Right. They this was an episode. They didn't. They weren't like. It was all everything was on the nose of the, in this episode. It was real. They weren't subtle at all with what they were trying to say and what they were trying to talk about. No, there was like the that poster to me was the CRT version <laughs> of of the Central Park Five. Mm. Okay, there's this there's this um picture I've been seeing on on Facebook of this guy who did a painting of what CRT is on. It's like whitewashing history, right? He's mm. it's like it's like you have all these historical figures and he has this white. Paintbrush. He just and there's a white man painting mm-hmm. over Dr. King, Malcolm X, Harry Tubman, and so that to me was whitewashing the story of Central Park Five. You know what? That's a great point, and it's because like now they're they were ignorant to it, but still they were making it fashion. They were mm-hmm. making it fashion. They were making it fashionable for white for their white buyers. Yeah, it's like they're mocking. They're mocking this. You know, ignorantly, ignorantly mocking it, but still mocking it all the same. Mm-hmm. So, because they, because what they wanted to do, they wanted to break into the quote-unquote urban streetwear right. market. And like you said, that ad with those four black guys, and I think it was like one black lady in there, just surrounding her, and the picnic was just like, you know, the it, it was just awful. But um, because of the backlash. The fashion house contacts Ern and Alfred to help revamp their image. Mm-hmm. They want to use Alfred to properly to properly apologize to the community and make him a part of their diver- their diversity uh, committee. Now he won't get paid for this, but they do offer to donate to a charity of his choosing. Ern, well, Alfred uses takes the opportunity to say. Okay, well, I will do it, but I need three suits, mm-hmm. which is I'm assume, which we assume that the suits are going to be for him, Ern, and um, and Darius, which I think they are wearing later on. And he wants free tailoring, and he wants what does he want all kind all other yeah. kind of free clothes for like three years. Yes. So and they kind of they was like, oh wait, but hold on, hold on, okay, but we'll do it, but you know, chill. Mm-hmm. So they give it to him. And then Ern later on, while Alfred is being t- being fitted for the suit. Earn is like, well, don't you think this is kind of like an Uncle Tom move? What's up? We can talk later. No, nigga, say it now, man. He, he don't even speak English anyway. This feels like an Uncle Tom photo op. Why are we doing this? Man, you know how hard it is for me to get, like, designer shit free for my stylist in Atlanta? And this way, I'm plugged in. Yeah, but you can buy all this shit. I shouldn't have to, man. We work too damn hard. This way we get free gifts, runway seats, free designer bags for the thoughts, man. Shit, my trip gonna completely change. You're not worried about, you know, what the streets think? 
the streets. <laughs> man, fuck the streets, man. I shot niggas. Finito. Should be two hours. All right, gracias. Reputation, man. You trying to tell me that you, uh, you wouldn't take any of these uh, free designer gifts, free shoes? You wouldn't do that? If it was me? Yeah, I might still do it, but... I'd make sure they put me on the board for at least five years so I could learn the infrastructure. Then I start my own program. Like, uh, teach black people how to reinvest in their communities. Like, uh, help out black entrepreneurs and business owners. Like, a reinvest in your hood campaign. Something that might actually help people. Oh, Lord, man. I don't know why I asked, because I knew you was going to be on that spook sitting by the door, Martin Luther King, <laughs> Ebenezer Baptist Church shit. God damn, man. Like, and you know what they do to that dude every time? Yeah. Say it with me. They, they killed, killed him. him. Thank you, man. Try them shoes on. And because, like, and what is and what are the streets going to think? And Alfred is like, man, fuck the streets. I shot niggas. So, <laughs> you know, so I think this is like... Of course, we all know Donald Glover. Donald Glover is a, is a person that, you know, he has a certain sense of style about himself. He has partnered with brands uh, and things of that nature. I don't know. Did you think anything about what Alfred, how Alfred was going about it? How did you feel about how Alfred was approaching this? All right. So I looked at that as a different, in a different lens mm. as a business owner. Okay. And and so when I see all this whole DNI, um, thing right mm. I, I don't even call it like a, a good thing it was just a, it was just there just mm. blatantly in our faces and it you know even though i'm not in entertainment or anything like that i saw this as oh well we need to make the numbers look good real quick we're going to put up forth this quote unquote initiative mm. and it's not really giving systemic change mm. and so when alfred said well Okay, yeah, give to my charity, but I need these other things. Mm. It reminds me of when I've seen and heard of um, some business owners of color will say, oh, well, I'm just in this for myself. You know, mm. I'm just trying to get, let me just see these fresh kicks. Let me just do this. I, you know, I worry about everybody else later. And, and then there are companies that support that. It's like they want to just keep passing through to show that yeah this is our black person mm. or our woman that we, we we're diverse mm. you know we have one person here you know mm. or um or in a sense or if you look about think about their uh the dynamics of what offices look like in the stem industry you know there's a lot of times i might be the only black person or the only woman in the room and then i'm getting hit with you know, this. how do I take this balance of speaking my truth and being true to who I am, my culture, and what I need to get done at the end of the day because my decisions, my words, my actions affect more than just me. But I'm worth more than a pair of shoes, suits, mm. or new teeth, you know, <laughs> <laughs> et cetera, you mm. know. That's a local, a, a local joke there. But... Mm. Um, you know, there it just reminded me. It, it literally reminded me mm. of that situation with the new teeth and the new suits mm. uh, from you know years ago. And um, but when Ern was saying, uh, "Well, yeah, I do that, and I'll probably figure out how to get on this board for five years and mm. learn this system." That's the mindset that I would have tried to do. You know, not taking all that other stuff, mm. give it to. A charity that I need one of these boards that I sit on that I know is doing like something for 
one of these these sets of kids that look like me that represent the demographic that I came from, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, but you need to put me on your board. I need to learn this. Yes, exactly. Because Earn, Earn gives Alfred the idea of doing the uh, give back to your hood. What was it called? Give back to your hood campaign? Yeah. Mm-hmm. By saying like, hey, I want to, I will make the own, get me, put me on the board for at least five years, give to black charities, and, and show black people how to reinvest, reinvest, reinvest in, in your, your hood. hood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, show black people how to reinvest in their, in their hood. But it's interesting that you bring up because, you know, um, of course, I know you. They don't know you. But that is your mindset. Yeah. You know, that when you are um, approached by someone with a new business opportunity, that you immediately are thinking about how can you get on the board, what's going to, like, be the legacy that you're going to leave and is your involvement in this going, you know, how is this going to shape, you know, you know, shape us, mm-hmm. and shape our, shape the household and whatever. So, um, I really, and that's one of the things I love about you, <laughs> love about you, but yes, <laughs> but you. if you want to talk a little bit, did you have anything else about you can expound to the listeners about how they can, um, reinvest in their hoods per se or what kind of boards and things that they can do? Yeah. yeah well, one, you can just start at your local schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, you have these a lot of schools that are, and schools are underfunded, um, particularly like our daughter is in a charter school and it's a new charter school. And, you know, schools, regardless of whether they're public, private, charter, whatever, they need people in the community that are doing things that can help these children of color know that there are other folks out there who are artists, like who are, you know, gallery artists and, you know, photographers or it's not just about math and science and sports right um you have kids who you don't you know they, they are creative and you don't want them that that pulled away from them was just the rigid um concept of of stem you they can lose that along the way if it's not embraced but they don't we don't have enough representation of of people that's showing up in the schools that's one thing you know you, there are their organization uh, within each municipality that you can, you know, it, you can just start with going to city council meeting, mm-hmm. learn about what's going on uh, within your community. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know about what's going on in your community, it's going to be very difficult to reinvest in your hood. You actually need to know more about what's going on, on e- at each of the stores mm-hmm. or, you know, or the hair salons or, um, and the information that you get from those people in the community, mm-hmm. but how can we keep recycling that black dollar? Um, you know, at the end of the episode, you know, the the guy, I can't remember his name. Khalil. Khalil, thank you. Khalil said, you know, why would they fund their own demise? He's absolutely right. You know, Khalil, he seemed like he was be, you know, he was pimping, he was pimping the system or being played, rather. But at the end, he was like, I'm really the pimp, right? I'm not the mm-hmm. hoe. Um, I am I am here looking at this in a different perspective to where I need to get in. Yes, I'm going to get the benefit. He was basically what Earn was telling. Exactly. Telling uh, Paperboy to do. Right, because right? Khalil was getting the money. Mm-hmm. And Khalil was using the, that money to fund. Because it, it was going right? to his foundation. It was going to his foundation. Whereas you have the... um. 
the person that I like to call Zan Singh was um yeah I'll let you know later on was was trying basically trying to get the Black Panther two tickets trying yeah. to get his, uh, trying to basically benefit him in his own pockets and you have some people that have been accused of doing that in the mm-hmm. realm of activism but Khalil knew the real knew the real tea about it that's right and was giving paper and was like putting paper boy on yes he was trying to he pulled him out the room and then he went right back in and put his game face on mm-hmm. and and yeah uh, that looks from the outside looking in sometimes when you see black professionals and they have to put that game face on i swear as soon as i get up out the room sometimes i'm trying to put on my jays <laughs> and my t-shirt my graphic tee you know it, it's not i i'm not so rigid all the time but i have to be rigid in, in order to get to the next point to get mm-hmm. to where i need to be so i can help somebody else right you know uh, it's like put your oxygen mask on first right mm-hmm. you know <laughs> but um yeah, that's that's you know you can't reinvest in your hood, and that's you, why. Uh, but you can do it intelligently, right? <laughs> and, and that's why you would never get scammed by white women trying to sell pills. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. an inside. That's an inside. That's a that's an inside joke. If I have her on, I can have her tell that story. Oh listeners. my God! Uh, that would not. That would no. I can't do that one. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was hilarious. <laughs> but um, just as a just to wrap up a little bit, but just another aside, real quick, because in the midst of all this, they do offer uh, Alfred and earn something to eat. Alfred uh, wants uh, he his English breakfast didn't hit. You know that black sausage uh, and the things that Florence Pugh ate for us in our little mini episode. Um, none of that, none of that hit for him. So he. Um, Asked for some smoked reels with a dry rub, some basic macaroni and cheese, yeah. listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, Jamel told a story about her mac and cheese was not that good. Her husband makes good macaroni and cheese, uh, and she's not afraid to admit that she doesn't. I'm not afraid to admit that I, my mac and cheese is not the yeah, best. Yeah, he didn't want any mac and cheese with breadcrumbs, Joy. <sighs> Look. <laughs> I like the breadcrumbs. Yeah. I like to cut the other we stuff want in. The it. mac and the cheese. I'm still. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I will perfect it one day, but I will get the mac. You like everything else that I make? Yeah. For the most part, you, true. You got the you you got a steak coming that's gonna be really good. Yes, I actually sent a picture of that steak to some of my friends today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Please the, don't have people making me cook again and having me cook. I will every now and then. I gotta turn on the jealous button. You know. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> Okay. So, but um. Darius wants some jollof rice, which is a um, which is a uh, Nigerian uh, cuisine that nobody at the fashion house ever heard of. Hi, I'm Sharon, head of hospitality. Are you Darius? Yes. Hi, um, I got an email request for jollof. Yeah. It's so weird. My husband and I, we know every mission place in town, but I don't know that. Is that a Scanaian, right? No. No. Who told you that? Is it a Ghanaian? No. No. Um, it's just my mistake. Is there a particular place that you go to? There is a place across town that's supposed to be legendary. It's just too out of the way, but... Oh, we can take you. Yeah? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> it's literally my job, babe. <laughs> and it will gather up all the um, gift bags and I will call the car around, yeah? Let's do it. Great. They get to this woman named Sharon 
who supposedly knows about restaurants does not know about jollof rice which is surprising and darius kind of takes her to this restaurant where uh this nigerian restaurant on the other side of town where she is basically looking at all these black people in there like it's a zoo and eventually buys the building and evicts the black people out of this and makes the food truck mm -hmm. called Niger Bowl. Niger being a word, being meaning Nigerian, yes. a word which he only just learned about the day before. So um, just to wrap up, I wanted to, can you, can you tell me, because I was mad. I was really, really mad about that. Yeah. Can you tell me how you felt about that particular part of the storyline? Well, one, you know, that, that hit, because uh, for me, gentrification is real, right? Mm -hmm. um, two, it, it's a story about why black entrepreneurs need to own the property that they set up in. They had no control. Mm. You know, no no matter if there is a lease, right? Mm. A lease can be sold to someone uh, from you know in a transaction and that new landlord can do as they want. They can there are buyout clauses mm. within the lease. They can relocate them. It just depends on what it but black people need to one read their contracts. Yes. Right. And they need to own their property. Yes. Had they owned that property, they would not have had that issue mm -hmm. because they would have got paid. You know, if it's one thing to sell that property and get paid out for it, mm -hmm. you know. But you know, I, I tell you, like, when I when I was in Nashville, when I was at TSU, it was um, Princess Hot Chicken. Yes. I I knew Hot Chicken as Princess Hot Chicken, mm -hmm. and not Nashville Hot Chicken. There was no such thing. It's Nashville hot chicken, mm -hmm. and now Nashville like hot chicken. You know, I, I saw a post from uh, someone, one of my friends. They said a long time ago, people would ask them, "Do they like country music?" Mm -hmm. Because they live, in, they're from Nashville. Now they're asking if they like hot chicken. You know, mm -hmm. and the hot chicken has taken even KFC is selling hot Everybody chicken. Has you a know, hot and chicken. so and it just takes that part of of what represented a culture mm -hmm. and a, a a tradition um and it just it just makes it evaporate i see that happen if you look in different parts of atlanta mm -hmm. for example right yeah you know when we lived in atlanta there were parts of town that we would have to go to to get certain foods you know, there was the jamaican restaurants yeah. we wanted to go to and you go over there now and you were like what in the world is a jamaican restaurant mm -hmm. you know or or it's um here in Birmingham, there's a wing place that we go to uh, near my parents. Oh, that, that one. started out mm. as um, black-owned, mm. and now you go in there, it's not a black person in there behind a register or anything. It's just totally been transitioned. The quality is gone, mm. and they're trying to mimic. Mm. You know, it's kind of like mocking. It's like mocking what we do and saying that the apricot bowl... Called yeah, Darius is bad, better, you know. Right, and, and that's just a mock on him. You know, why do you want to name this this dish after him? That's, yeah, is that what he represented to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, because like you know, the, the peach reduction, which actually does sound delicious. I might make that, but uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't do it in the jollof rice people. But um, but yeah, it was it was a mocking him because he's from Atlanta, yeah. and this is what and this is what she thinks of him. Mm -hmm. You know, he's. 
he's basically one of the was one of the exhibits at the zoo. Yeah. You know, that she could that hey, I, I'm inspired by you because mm-hmm. you're from Atlanta, so here so I'm gonna throw some peaches in this in this rice. Yeah. Um uh, and make it marketable to the uh, white people. And you notice like when they were walking down the streets this was in the restaurant. There were black families in there. Mm-hmm. There was ba- there was a, a mother feeding her baby okra soup. All those people are gone. Yes. They're basically displaced yes. because and because she bought this bill. She basically bought out the culture and stopped the culture from being able to um, economically grow themselves. Right. Which is the and I'm glad that you mentioned about ownership because you know as a business owner, a person who owns property, you understand that you know very well about you know because they can't. They can't kick you out of shit that you that you own. Absolutely not. No, you know. No. So, so once again, uh, thank you very much for Selena, my lovely, beautiful wife, for providing some amazing and fantastic insight on this show that we watched together. Um, maybe I should have you on more often because you actually have some some good thoughts. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> you know, I appreciate I'm, it. I'm not all. Uh, how do we have friends and influence people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But good. But thank you very much. I appreciate it. And we are going to end that right here. I will now return you to the regular podcast recording of Atlanta already in progress. We asked for blue Skittles, not red Skittles. You know, and that's, and in, in, like in me, I was like, oh, I don't chill. Like, don't ask too much from the white folks, you know? But like, consistently from episode one, Erna's been, like, asking for what they've asked for, which is the bare minimum and above. But, like, I... It's not like I felt... I have felt uncomfortable because it's because I know how, like, you assume if you ask for less, it's better. Mm-hmm. And this season of Atlanta is like, no, ask for... I asked for ginger beer, not ginger ale. You know? And it's like those the little specifics. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people actually, like, I've heard a couple of podcasts say that they were, they thought that was kind of rude of Earn. I could see why they would No, it's his his job to know. Yeah. Obviously, there is an immediate backlash to what this fashion house did. And, uh, of course, this is just a, this is a reference to um, recent incidents with Prada, with Gucci, especially Gucci, where they had particular designs that were riffs off of um black blackface or offensive designs for um that were especially offensive designs to um black people mm-hmm. and uh, it was a direct reference to that but because of this backlash the fashion house contacts earn and alfred to basically revamp their image mm-hmm. and the company wants to use alfred to properly apologize to the community for um and making and they're going to make him a part of the diversity advisory committee. Mm-hmm. Alfred, they tell Alfred that he will not get paid. However, his participation will will be compensated within a, with a donation to a charity of his choosing. Mm-hmm. And Alfred, he accepts the deal, but yeah, I was fine with that. I was fine yeah. With that. Yeah, I spam him accepting that deal, but he, of course, you know, niggas gonna need, and he basically like pressures them to get him three suits, free tailoring, and uh, clothing for three years. Again, <laughs> all of his friends on those three suits were for him, Ern, yeah. and Darius. Because he saw them in them later. Yeah. Yes, I was. I was just like, all right, all right. <laughs> it's like know your value, and even if you don't know your value, just go for it, right? Because again, like I said, I don't think you pay for this shit. 
I was very much uncomfortable. Like, oh, he keeps asking for shit, but like they keep saying yes. Well, when he said like, hey, sure. we, and he was like, when he was like, um, and let me get a tail or two. He's like, the right guy was like, okay, look, right. nah, tailoring <laughs> is ta- tailoring costs money, especially <laughs> like expert tailoring. That's time. And I would have been like, you should find the money. It's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So Earn at first Earn was like was feeling a little uneasy about, you know, Alfred doing this because he's because he's his manager and he's like basically trying to like maintain Alfred's image. And Earn basically acts like, Don't you think this is little Uncle Tom ish? What do the streets think? And Alfred's like, Man, fuck them streets. I shot niggas, man. Fuck the streets. Uh, 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 <laughs> thank that's you. That's one of the episodes. Like, I was like, that's the right response. Wow, like, okay, nigga. Love All it. right. And, you All know, right. and also, I feel like it's not really a particular callback, but it does remind me of that episode in the woods where Alfred was, um, Alfred had his image where he wanted to keep it real. You know, he was like the, he was like the most hood, keeping it real and all this stuff. But when he was in the streets, niggas tried to rob him. So mm-hmm. fuck the streets. There you go. I'm about here. Gonna, I'm gonna make my money however I can, and I'm gonna. Right. And the streets can. Ha- and the streets can be the streets. Exploit these yeah, niggas. That's called okay? being smart. I say it all the time. Exploit these niggas. Exploit these niggas. <laughs> Exploit them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and but uh, Earn basically says like, hey, without this is what I would do. I would start a community program. I would try to teach. I would try to uplift black people. Make them. You know, teach black people how to um, how they can create their own. Alfred at first kind of writes that off. Um, I believe also we've criticized Donald Glover a lot on on this podcast, and we brought a guest on that had some um, criticism of Donald Glover. And um, despite whatever we may feel about what Donald Glover does personally, even though it's, it's none of our business. I would never say that Donald Glover, him, the person, is not for black people. He is absolutely for black people. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I really don't give a fuck if he's with an Asian woman or not. I, I, I absolutely not. I do not care. Like you know, so he has has some questionable lyrics and some questionable <laughs> things that he said. As most of the penises do. Listen, like <laughs> Moji, come on, let's talk, girl. Okay. <laughs> Niggas I for one have never said anything questionable. Uh, emoji, we, let's girl. We both right know here. niggas is stupid. Okay, so they gonna say some stupid Real shit. Stupid. Okay, like it's just that's just what it's gonna be. But I have never I ever thought that uh, if you feel attacked, that that means you, you've done some shit. But anyways, um, like I've never ever felt that like Donald Glover is not for black people. I've no, never I haven't. That. I haven't. Right. But I do yeah. feel like because but some people be extra. And that's yes, like he has. Listen, he has dumb nigga moments. Yes, and he's not perfect. He's not. Hey, none of these niggas are. None of these niggas are. You really just have to take it I'm with close. the grain. The you only have to take it with some paprika. You have to take it with some paprika, some Smoke onion paprika. powder, and some garlic salt. That's what you got to take it with. And I'll take Donald. Okay, we, we're niggas. Okay. Look, and, right. I, and I'll take down a glove because I completely get it. Because in the off season when the show's not on and you see some of the shit he's doing, you're just like, mm, you kind of want to side eye him. Yeah. And we listen. I feel like he listened to the last episode and was just like, let me kiss on Van real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, let me one call of my fiance. You got to look at what people do, you mm-hmm. know, and that yeah. 
that's one thing I appreciate about like, it. Right. If you fall in love and if you fall in love with a white woman, but you still put on for black people, I'm not gonna say shit. Love whoever you want. As long as you don't put black women down in the process. We are good. We are good. Like, that's you, me. You love the whitest. Like, do white you women. live who, love who you want to love? Be and I feel you like listeners do, need but to hear just this, don't like, put black women down like, to like elevate yourself. Yeah. Don't, it, that's it right there. Do whatever you want to do. Leave us the fuck out of it. That's it. And you That's can role it. play and say the N word in the back. No, no, fuck no, you Devin, no, the fuck you cannot. No, no, uh, those, no. Those was those was jokes. This nigga lost. This nigga just lost us about fifty listeners. <laughs> as long as, as, long as you uplift black women after it, it's okay. No, but I do. I, I appreciate the work Donald Glover is doing in on Atlanta. In showing the different perspectives, because he's speaking the, of the, Atlanta, the, Atlanta is doing like terribly oh, in the in the playoffs. But go ahead. No, like the whole plot line where he was like, where they they were like making fun of like, oh, you spoke like a white kid, you know, like that sort of like he's black, but he's not black, right? But it's like at the end of the day, you're a nigga. Yeah. <laughs> like like that, that's the type of thing. Like if he said nigga, I don't blink. I'd be like, all right. Like you know, you can see some of these white black folks that say nigga, and I'm just like. Mm-hmm. But him, he says, and I'm just like, okay, okay, you know. But I could also see, and thankfully, he's not like an actual. Some people are less, like Carlton, the actor who plays Carlton. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like he took that shit to heart. Yeah, but um, well, no, I do. I, I like. Speaking I'll, of Carlton, I thought he was in this episode, but we'll get more on that I later. I thought so too, but it was not him. Okay, we're gonna talk about it because right. I thought the same thing. Okay, let's proceed. Let's. Pro- we got a lot of episodes to unpack, and we're only on like the second thing. Okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so Earn uh, puts a bug in Alfred's ear as far as like what he should do or how he would handle the situation with the uh, street with the uh, fashion company. At this meeting, they asked them what they want to eat, and uh, Alfred he had an English breakfast, a proper English breakfast. But it didn't hit, you know, because of the black sausage and all this stuff. Like Florence Pugh did for our mini episode, where she had, um, uh, where she, um, where she tried out some British foods first. But yeah, so uh, it didn't hit. So he orders some uh, smoke, some um, smoke ribs with a um, dry rub and some plain macaroni and cheese. Make it simple, because you know these niggas like to do extra shit with it. But go ahead. I try. I, I'm still trying to perfect my macaroni and cheese. Um, I, I don't make it that well. I'm. I am not afraid to say it. Uh, my husband. My husband. Mwah, okay. His is perfect. Mine is not so good, and I'm fine with admitting it. That. Oh yeah, like the more cheese, that box. the better. Let's get that crap cheese know. out the box. Nigga, you didn't know what chicken and dumplings was, so don't even talk. Kraft macaroni and cheese is the cheesiest. No, it's not. You gotta throw mozzarella and pasta. First place. First place. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I do make that for my girls, though. Hold on. No, I I fuck with Kraft macaroni and cheese. Hold on. Hold on. Niggas, they are not paying us (laughs) to shout out Kraft macaroni and cheese. Uh, You right. You right. right. The blue box. That blue box. Let's move. But I feel like Kraft macaroni and cheese also knows they don't need to pay black people to hype up Kraft. They should. Yes. They should. They should. Especially craft, us. craft, holler at us. We ain't got shit else to say about you until you holler at us. Let's move on. So Darius 
is he the urn asked Darius if he wants wants anything and they and he says I would like some jollof rice please and so he is later approached by Sharon who is the head of hospitality and she is basically asking him about his request to order a to order a jollof rice because she's never heard of it despite her and her husband knows every restaurant in London she's never heard yes she's never heard of this before and he tells her like hey you know, he tells her kind of like what it is and he, like what did he say he described it as it's like a nigerian prince scammed you for um it's as if um your taste buds are being scammed by a nigerian prince at a burner concert okay when this entire scene came up like the Lion King, like that theme song, like like I felt like I had arrived because I was like, I have a PhD kind of on this shit. <laughs> um, but when she did the whole allegory that like Jalof Rice is like being scammed, but like no, it's knowing you're being scammed but being okay with it. That's Jalof Rice by Nigerian. It's fucking spicy. It's got like eight thousand flavors. And you're eating it, and you're like, oh, my God, this is too much. But you're like, you can't stop eating it. Like, it's that good. You know, it's like, hey, I know I'm being scammed. Keep talking your shit, because this shit is good as I'm, like. That is so me. (laughs) I would love to attempt straight. I am straight nigga, okay? Listen, my 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 ancestors ain't been to, ain't been to uh, 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 Africa since what the 1400s okay uh-huh all right so i don't <laughs> I, I heard some shit went down around that time exactly i we we don't i my i don't know shit about african or nigerian or whatever country that food i've had it before every once in a while and yes it is very spicy but mm. um i it's one of those like i i gotta keep eating it though <laughs> I gotta keep it eating is, it. Because, I mean, I have, I'm from Texas, so I've experienced, you know, spicy. Yeah. So, but like Nigerian yeah. spicy is a bit it's different. It's different. Like, it, oh, nigga. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, it's different. Like, I have a perfect yeah. example. Um, Like, my sister a couple of years ago threw me like a surprise birthday party and invited my friends. And one of them was a white guy. Um, And I had to go to the kitchen a good, the third, two times and then the third time I was like please just put fucking tomato sauce he is white mm. <laughs> and I take it <laughs> and it was basically like just take out all this strip out all the seasoning and just make it basic because he is white oh. because was, was this your that, sister's boyfriend or something no no this was I, my would, this was this like my friend. close friend were you fucking him my birthday that's party. a good question like, Devin I don't normally like these questions but that's a good question yeah, yeah were you fucking he's the only white man that is a friend. I have one white. No, 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 no. You still haven't answered my question. What's the question? Were you fucking him? No. Then why the fuck are you preparing the meal for him? Who gives a fuck? I am not. You better sit there and eat that spicy him, ass But food. as the person who becomes the hostess, because it is your birthday party, I go to the kitchen to be like, "Yo, my friend can't, can't eat this because he's a white man." Lie. No. I'm fuck with Devin on this. Fuck that nigga. I'm with Devin on this. You prepare your food how you want to prepare your food, <laughs> right. girl. And you are you right. Know, I am because that nigga know, can probably have a cracker in the back, and that is. I, I, I was so okay, close okay, to saying I might not have said saltines. Cracker. 
I was so close. <laughs> I didn't mean to say cracker. Like, I, did. I really did. Because I, I, I was so I, close. I, mean, I didn't think about it that deep. Because I was just like, because okay, but that's the thing with Nigerians, right? So if you go to a Nigerian party, like the hostess or host will go above and beyond to make sure you don't leave the party and talk shit about their food. Juwan is so mad because we're only on the third team. That's how <laughs> well, I'm not mad at that. I'm mad at because I because. I don't accommodate white people like that. Right. White yeah. men I've been no, getting no, over I, since I forever. Done that for any guest. But See, that's that that's that original African shit right there, okay? Right. And we no, the three of us, we've been we've been in America too long. And we're a little rude. <laughs> like, fuck that nigga. No, and it's like look, I, again, like I said, I would have done that for any guest. And there are like non white people are so accommodating. Thing. Black people are so accommodating they and emoji is original nigga. Yeah. She she she's 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 motherland nigga. So I'm, look, we don't want you to leave the party talking shit about the food. And so honestly, we, that has permeated into our culture too. That's yeah. true. That's that's yeah. true. That's we true. want you to have a good time, and like he did. But like the point of even all of that was, he was like, you must like. Nigerian food because you have no choice, <laughs> and that's kind of true. Nigga, what? Now I'm mad. Now I'm mad. Now I'm mad. <laughs> Nigga, I, what? I'm making it racist. I'm, I'm mad now. No, because let's, like... let's just let's just talk about something more pleasant because I'm. <laughs> <be mad. laughs> Let's have this. Let's have this white man on the show. I have. I have a couple oh, twists. He's like my nicest white guy friend, and I feel like no, I'm he's not. We we, we no, talked about. See, they always the set show. you up for failure. That's what Shut I've been up. trying to stress since the beginning of this show. So wait, wait, wait. Hold White on. men are the devil. So oh, my said, God. Now I'm mad. So, I'm so, so mad. he said, let me get this right, uh, Moji. He said, you must like Nigerian food because you have no choice. And no, not like, this, I need like this the spiciness, right? Like your parents just number. cook you the shit Can they you cook. Can me his number, Moji, please? No. Um, but like, no, I, Maybe I'd I have like, to, I'd this, like, this, this, I'd like this, to speak to him. Maybe I, I mean, Moji sound like me defending white women. Just, just, just get hot, hot sauce. No, you're still ten times worse. I'm so. Oh, am I? Hot sauce is the white okay, woman has wait, ever, okay. ever, ever told my people what they can and cannot do in the kitchen. Because that know. bitch would be dead. That's Devin's like, line. That's Devin's line. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> Like, listen, you can call me the N-word in the bedroom, but you better not ask. ask, ask please, not no, I, okay, one, like, it's... You like, better. I, I never thought about it like that. I just thought about it like, okay, he can't eat spicy food. Please make my friend spicy, non-spicy Is food. he allergic? He spicy food. He's not. He's just white. He's allergic then to spice. Let's move on, because I'm about to get mad. I don't okay. understand how you're not mad already. No, we are that, mad. That's why we feel the mood the fuck on, because... Time. Is better than all. Like, what's his name? I'm about to cuss him out right here on the show. It's fine. It's fine. Moji, <laughs> stop defending this uh, guy. Chad. Right. Chad. <laughs> I need you to holler at me, Chad. Right. You and I have some words. Okay. I bet he wants to say the N word in the bedroom. Go on, host. Go, go, go. Okay. Okay. So Darius tells. Five hours long. Oh my god. So I knew this was going to be a long episode. So Darius tells Sharon that there is an amazing restaurant that does serve the jollof rice, but it's all across the other side of town. But she said, but she assures him like, hey, we will take you wherever you want. We'll take you on the other side of town to get the rice. I always want, job. because that's, yeah, that is literally her job. And so she just agrees. So she agrees to take him to the restaurant. 
And so like so we we are we move on to a press event uh, where where uh, Paperboy is announced to be a part of this committee. Nice. He had on a nice suit. Keep going. Yeah, yes, he had on a very, very nice brown suit. And Taylor he's walking and around. <laughs> very because yeah, we do see him with the tailor later. So he's walking around seeing the digs. He meets a guy named Khalil who is kind of like walking around introducing him to folks. And Khalil walks up, well, kind of like walks past um this guy. I didn't get his name. Jam- I don't know if uh, Jamel got his name, but he walks past this. Light skin, quote um, black. It began with a D. Um, mm-hmm. Oh gosh. You mean the Hispanic uh, gentleman? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that you his, said that, Devin. But keep going. I didn't get his name, but we will call I'm a, I'm him. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look that. Keep going. But, yeah, he walks past oh, and just basically. Yeah, he, yo. Uh, so he walks past this guy and it was like basically greets him by his name. And they walk up to into um, the event and they see like a woman, I forget her name as well, but she's singing and she's singing like an old Negro spiritual. <laughs> and Khalil basically introduces himself to Darius that like, hey, I'm a blogger. I'm a foodie. I'm a writer. And uh, Alfred is kind of uncomfortable. I was on the first season of Bel Air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Alfred and Khalil asks Alfred if he's uncomfortable or, or if it's his first time apologizing for white people. And Alfred is like, man, you know, I'm just here. I'm just here so I won't be fine. I haven't paid for a meal in 73 police shootings. I That's a dark human. It's sad that about. I'm not that mad. Look, this episode <laughs> was a perfect tie-in to the... Um, I think it was episode five when, like, Earn and that, like, black kid was scamming that British white dude. Because mm-hmm. it was like, on the one hand, I want to be like, don't scam people. That's bad. But I but couldn't find the fault to his argument as to why they should scam this white DeMarco. DeMarco. Okay. Yeah. Like, I was like, in my Gonzalez, heart, DeMarco Gonzalez. Scam him, but, like, scam him. Okay, so, well, for the purposes episode, well, his name is DeMarco. I was going to say for the purposes of this episode, I was going to call him Zahn. Khalil is um, going into the event, and he meets, he greets a couple of white people, says, I forgive you. <laughs> so, and during the press event, Alfred is questioned. He takes the first question, and he's asked if racism is over. Um, paper boy, yeah. After this, is racism over? Um, fuck no. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I mean, look, look, look at the porn industry, right? Uh, so I think what he means is that with our new initiative, we believe racism will be done by 2024. And Alfred is like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> and start and he starts to try to give a speech, but Khalil steps in, basically saying like, "Hey, what Alfred really means is that with this initiative that we are starting, racism will be done by 2024, which earns a standing ovation applause." Listen, so, that's um, how easy it is. Listen, yeah. I'm setting my I'm setting my I'm setting my alarm. 2024. 2024. Listen, we go. We gonna make it, y'all. Listen, hold on. I was like, ready for 2030. He didn't even round that out. He was like, 20. We got two more years, y'all. 
So here's the thing, though. White people, this is, again, I think what they're doing in this particular show is um, trying to point out the liberal white racism where you don't, where white people, they don't have to explicitly say nigger um, to your face or any, or oppress you. But white people or liberal white people want nothing more to be ex- absolved of um of racism, absolved of responsibility. Without and, actually doing the work to be absolved of racism. Right. Right. And I'm not going to and I don't want to say liberal as in like, you know, white people who are actually good people that just want that just mind their business and they greet you and they are nice. They're nice and they're genuinely nice. But there is a certain segment of white people who are just want they don't want to deal with racism. This is where we get. Um, math books being banned in Florida because they don't want because they don't like a problem that features and the a black ones eye. who don't take a side honestly annoy the fuck out of me more than the ones who do mm, because at least I know where they stand you kind of or these type of people sort of trying to play the middle ground <laughs> like racism does not exist did not exist and will not continue to exist I want to punch them in the fucking face to be honest mm. right so they basically like they basically want to be absolved of racism, yeah. absolved of their history. And so when they, when when Paperboy says "fuck no, racism is not over," and the crowd gasps because they're there to be forgiven of any transgression. And it, oh, yeah. and when Khalil says that racism is going to be over by 2024, <laughs> they're just like, "Yes, Yay. we're free. We're free." Uh-huh. You know, we don't have to answer for this anymore because it's I'm over. Marking my calendar, y'all. And That's it's like it, if go ahead. And honestly, it could be over, right? If people were willing to take responsibility. And that's what I liked. Even though I it wasn't my favorite, that's what I liked about the big payback episode. But it was just like, okay, um, what if white people were held accountable for like slavery and had to repay that via their mm. descendants? Okay, motherfucker, you, you know, can get an extra job. Like that's I like you know they what? took out the emotion from it. It's not, you know what it's not the fact that they don't want to take responsibility for it. It's just that they want to ignore it or just for, it'll just forget it ever happens. Because yeah. like I said, where you have this whole argument today about critical race theory and critical race theory, which is a concept of just of um, understanding the legacy and the history of racism, but it's been hijacked to where critical race theory could be where you have a uh, where you have um a book about a black person you can have a children's book that features a little black boy or a little black girl or a little black child and they say well it's critical race theory because the person is in in this book is black and you're focusing on that person Mm. No, I ain't mm. even, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about No, but I'm um, saying they would consider Uncle Tom's cabin, which makes white people feel guilt over the system of racism and segregation. They would feel like ban that because I don't want to deal with that emotion. Well, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is like, for example, when I was in your that's true, Moji, but what I'm saying is the um book that one that was made into a short film that won an Academy Award about uh, what was it, uh, Jamel? The hair story, Green. the one where um, 
not the green book, the one where it was like a little girl and about her hair journey, and it was like a, a black. I can't. Remember, I cannot remember what's oh, called. Oh, um, good. It wasn't good hair. Good uh, hair or something. The the Chris Rock one. No, not that no, one. No, I was, know exactly what you're talking about. It was a about. short Damn film. Keep, keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm going to Yeah, but basically, if there is a book or any form of media that is focusing, that the focus of that book, Hair Love, the focus of that story is about Black people. It is considered critical race theory because the focus of, of it is about Black people. And they will try to ban that because it's not just about calling out racism. It's just that this segment of whiteness does not want to focus on any stories that talk about blackness. They do not want to focus on it at all. They don't want black people to have any type of pride in themselves. You know, it's basically going backwards. They, they, these are the they, people. These are the like people who would who would have voted against like the segregation act, like Black History Month mm-hmm. is a federal holiday. It's 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 terrible. Equality equality for them means that black means assimilation, and black people just consider them just assimilate into white society. Yeah, you they know, enough, and then yeah, like when er, when white urn in the in the um season opener said. You can, you have enough money to buy your to be white, and I'm here to tell you, in the part that you didn't that you didn't hear, listeners, no amount of money will buy yourself into being white. No amount of no amount of property that you own, no amount of amount of wealth that you have will buy yourself into being white. Uh, you whenever someone brings up a conversation like that, I just always think back to that Jay Z song where he's like, "I'm not black, I'm OJ." Okay. Like that's not how any of that goes. You know. So yeah, so I just wanted to get that off right there because like this was it just kind of struck a nerve in me where they had that thunderous applause that racism was going to be over by 2024, 2020? which was going to exalt. Listen, which was, if that is the truth, <laughs> listen, I can't wait. Okay, racism gonna... along with classism, y'all. We're gonna be done soon, and we're gonna mm. start solving climate change while we're at it. <laughs> good luck on that so that rant being over um we our next scene is darius and sharon uh, are at the restaurant called echo chops which specializes in traditional nigerian food sharon is very fascinated by the restaurant and fascinated by the meal um but she is frustrated this is why i don't take a lot of my nigerian this is why I don't take a lot of my non-black friends mm-hmm. to Nigerian restaurants, while also wishing Nigerian restaurants were more of a thing, like Korean barbecues or like mm-hmm. um, hot pots in Chinese town, Chinatown, mm-hmm. like I like Peruvian food. I wish, but literally this episode pissed me off so much because this is literally what happens. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, 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 that's fine. So um, I was really, really kind of this particular segment of the episode really frustrated me the whole lot because it um, was happening as soon as she sat down i was like oh oh no oh you should have taken her here oh no because first of all they're they're watching the movie the actual uh, niger movie sharon stone um in the episode and um 
which is a really, really funny um, Naja movie, but she's basically just kind of like looking all around this place like it's a fucking zoo. Oh, I meant to ask you earlier, what does Niger mean? Niger means Nigerian. Oh. Yeah, this is a Nigerian restaurant, Nigerian food, and Nigerian music player. I see. Um, apart from the goat, this dish is exquisite. Is it just rice? It's jollof. Nigel, jollof. Oh. And what, what is she eating? It's okra soup. Oh, I love her. Oh, yeah, she's I sweet. need to get her business card. There is a lot of growth potential. My husband, he has lots of commissary kitchens all over the city. It's all about good PR. <laughs> cool. Yes, mainly fish and chip trucks, but he is moving into brick and mortar. I'm actually joining him full time. I feel like boneless fish is an abomination. Oh my God, I know I hate fish. I mean, I like fish, but boneless fish. Is your Shazam working? Mine's not working. Yes, I have, a, I have yes. a question as someone yes, who's sir. not in. Uh, so, like, did y'all know? I mean, Jamel said she knew from the jump what she was doing when he got there. Is this character Dar- Darius? That's Darius, right? Mm-hmm. Is he, like, uh, ignorant to this? Like, because he seemed confused. And I'm like, I picked it up, too. Like, ignorant, she's taking I notes. Wouldn't say, I wouldn't say ignorant. I would say more aloof. Yeah. Because Darius is always here. It doesn't matter the situation. He's always here for the vibes. So he's always going to just be like, sure, yeah, you can come. And he's mm. not, he's always good. I, I guess I could just say he's always, he's not going to think the worst in people at first. Yes. But he's. But not- it's not that he's like um, unaware or not, 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 I guess unaware isn't the right word. It's not, it's not like he doesn't know that these things happen. But he's not going to so that that's the first thing. Yeah, it's more that he's unaware. He's just yeah. like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, okay, like, you want to come, let's get some food. Oh, oh, no, this is what you're doing? That's what's happened. Yeah, he right, because like, he, he was that paranoid was really, last episode. Yeah, he thought then, that he was just yeah. really like, oh, yeah, yeah, let me show you my, you know, this new, this, this spot that I normally go yeah. to. Because, yeah, they got great food and they make it great. And then, like, as soon as, like, well, we'll get to it. So let's keep going. Yeah, but I'm like, she's actively taking notes. He didn't mm-hmm. kick that but up. Like, well, but I, white people. He's also probably like high. They're, uh, they're <laughs> yeah. places they've never been to, and they act like it's a fucking zoo. Like, mm-hmm. you could take a white person who's never been to a Jamaican restaurant, and they'll be like, oh, my, oh, what is Oxtail? Oh, my, oh, my God. And they're like, I had a chicken patty yesterday. You know, I had chicken I'm, patty today. I had a Jamaican chicken patty yesterday. I had an oxtail yesterday. Like, Oxtails are gross. We're free. Oxtails we don't have to eat that shit no more. Get out of oh. here with rice and peas and gravy. Oh, we we are we free. Lost our Jama- now we, we lost don't our have to eat this plantation <laughs> shit no You've more. You've never had good oxtails then. How do you normally okay. have okay. oxtails? I got oxtails upstairs cooking right now. Look, I know they're expensive. I know they're expensive. They ain't got shit to do with it. I wish they were, because they never were. But we're free. No, we're not even halfway through the episode. We don't <laughs> have to eat this see, shit. See, this no is more. why we can't have Moji on the episode, because oh, they're going to be like five hours long. Because <laughs> nothing with listen. me lasts five um, hours. I'm telling you that right now, Moji. I'm just letting you know. Nigga. All right. <laughs> okay. No, but like, as soon as they took the nothing. joint into this restaurant. I was like, she's about to spill that. <laughs> Nigga, what? <laughs> Did y'all oh, fuck? That's what he just said. Wow. I've met I the actress a couple 
the time. She's a friend of my sister's. Oh. oh, did you not catch what this nigga just said? <laughs> I what? what did he say? This what nigga talk about <laughs> on Friday night. That's none of our business. Let's keep that's going. I, I, I kind of want to say keep going, but go ahead. That sounds like some shit. Uh-huh, that's probably gross. what she said. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, they're happily married, the though. Shit out of Ooh. I hope you just uh-huh. wake up after like eight hours of good sleep with a slap to your face and you don't even know why. <laughs> Yo, most you might have to be a staple on the show. <laughs> she got to be on every episode. She doesn't listen to I'm this. having so much fun. <laughs> so, um, no, but like, she, like I said, Sharon is looking at this place like a zoo. She's like so fascinated and and asking questions. She asks Darius, "What does Niger mean?" And Darius says, "Niger is is means Nigerian." Um, the the hostess or the hostess and the owner of the restaurant greets them. Um, speaks to Darius because Darius' family, Darius, um, the character Darius is Nigerian. Um, he he basically you know talks to her about where he's from, where he where his people came up, how long he's been since he's came back. Ebo, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. He said Ebo, right? Yes. Yeah, Ebo. Okay. Yes. And, I, um, Nigerian listeners, I hope I pronounced that right. I'm you so did, sorry. You I'm, did. A, I'm an ignorant yeah. nigga from Texas. Okay. If you you probably pronounced better some than some others. Like there's I'm three trying. tribes. <laughs> there's okay. Ebo, Hausa, and Yoruba. Yoruba. Yoruba is the main tribe, Yoruba, which is the one okay. I'm part of. Yeah. Ebo, okay. you would probably be Ebo, Jamal, because like Ebos are basically the light skinned. because like, have a significant amount of Nigerian in my uh I, I took yes. you know, the ancestry DNA. So yeah, I mean okay, I would, so like you would be What type of nigga would I be Jamal? Uh, like the Spaniards, not like mixed voluntarily, but you get what I'm I mean, saying. Like could, I mean the light skin either could be uh Ebo or it could I mean I'm I Or it like, could be Yoruba. No, like I, no, I have a little Irish in okay, there. That okay, explain, there I have you go with the freckles. Listeners. Okay, I can see I have that. Listeners, so. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's all over the place. Like I'm somebody, your, uh, like somebody white people. Well, the Irish were oppressed too, as we talked about a few Shut episodes up. ago. Damn, right. I that's win, a different then. kind of. <laughs> I couldn't win. A which, by the way, listeners, if you want to see Jamel's freckles, which are her best feature, hands down. Patreon, like, if please. you saw my sister, it's wild. Like I'm brown skinned, but like my sister is like light skinned, like Jamel. That's like my daughter's. Yeah, so it's very like all same mom and dad, but like. Uh, Moji, what tribe like, would I be? You haven't told me yet. Oh my god. Huh? What tribe would I be? Nigga. Nigga. <laughs> nigga, but okay. Nigga. So, so um. So she basically. No, wait, no. So you guys have brushed over a very important conversation that I don't want you to brush over, and that was a conversation that was very that was started at the introduction of the whole Jalof conversation, which is when Darius is like, "Did a did a Ghanaian, did a Ghanaian tell you that?" Oh yeah. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. like there there are um, Jalof wars apparently. Which, <laughs> yes, I do uh, know that. Ghanaian versus Nigerian Jolof. I did not. I wasn't aware of this until I had. No, I know that like different um, countries within Africa make jollof rice differently, obviously. But like, yeah. I didn't know it was like a thing. I yeah. mean, it's not a thing because Nigerian jollof is supreme. Oh, okay, The other countries want to act like it's a competition. Really not. Um, that's kind of like that's kind of like niggas in the U.S. and barbecue. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's probably um, how I can. 
Because, Moji, we are just three ignorant niggas from overseas. Okay. Or or niggas that like are up north and they they take they know racism. Version of jambalaya, Uh Indian version of biryani. It's like it's fucking rice and seasoning, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Ghanaians have been spreading this rumor that their jollof rice is better than the Nigerian jollof rice. Yeah, and that's better than New York, than um, than North Carolina, Tennessee, and exactly. anybody. Exactly, and I'm gonna just tell you that. that right now. I'm gonna just tell you that right now. That's California really doesn't need to be becoming the goddamn conversation either. But let's keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, but I do have a question. I agree with you. I'm still mad at that and Ghanaian jollof rice. Like we're countries oh. that are next to each other. We can go over for vacation, but Nigerian jollof rice is huh. It's like a friendly rivalry then. It's a friendly rivalry that Nigeria okay. wins. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So wait, like Nigerians are like authentic rice and then like the other people are like rice aroni type rice? Like That's you're awesome. not gonna it's not gonna taste like okay, Nigerian jollof rice is literally red rice with seasoning. But Nigerians make it better. Ghanaians want to be like, oh, we make it with like tomato and it's like healthy and blah, blah, blah. You could try like jasmine rice. And it's like, no, ma'am. Gotta make it like the Nigerians do, which we call it party rice because it's that good. It's a fucking party when you eat it. Um, Mm -hmm. So Nigerian jollof rice is way better than any other, way better than Ghanaian. Wait a minute. Have have you actually had Ghanaian? Yes, and it's not that good. It, it, it's decent. <laughs> it's not, I'm not going to throw it in the trash, but Nigerian, like, when kind I Kind of like the dirty rice from Popeye's, kind of like that? I'll, I'll, I'll push, I'm not, I'm an atheist, whatever, agnostic, whatever you want to call it. But, like, when I was a kid and I knew this, I would only go to church or, like, I would be super hyped to go to church if, like, my mom was like, well, they're, like, making party food, which is like, oh, somebody's going to cook, like, a lot of jollof rice like Nigerian cultural food. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be there on the diet. Like, I almost found religion because the food was that good. And I would be like, I'm be, I'm be to church. Okay. Got you please. know? So Nigerian jollof rice is the best. Ghanaians have started a friendly rivalry. It's cool. Y'all, I'm going to just tell you this right now. If we are not done with this podcast by halftime, I'm signing off. <laughs> what time is halftime? I don't know, but Moji's I'm like, what's notice right now. Okay, okay. so you can leave fair. that in. <laughs> okay, so That's basically, that game don't cattle anyway, Jamel. So anyway, um, so Darius basically describes the food for uh, for um her okra. They had okra soup. Uh, I did want to uh, mention that auntie because uh, she says call because they because Nigerians they call like you know the mother figure of the um, restaurants auntie or call every uh, every woman of a certain age auntie. Auntie tells him that he can bring his own meat and veg and the kitchen will cook it for him. Another sorry, an, really quickly another meal he ordered that she mentioned was called moi moi, which is basically a bean pie and it's just grounded. It's black eyed peas. You you blend it, and you can like throw like shrimp or beef or eggs in it, and bake it in the oven. It's really I'm yummy. I'm so glad she's on the podcast. I was just been googling this shit. I'm about to say, I thought the like, well, it the... looks it looks like it said something about a bean pie. It's <laughs> a yeah. Okay, I'm glad. Okay, let's keep going. I thought the Muslims had the monopoly on bean pies. We're yeah. not doing that. So um. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
So anyway, so Sharon says that uh, Sharon basically suggests because her and her husband, they're restaurateurs, and she says that she might quit her job and to start to go into business with her husband to own a restaurant or something like that. And so I'm going to go ahead and finish the Darius part out right now. Mm-hmm. Since we have an emoji. So later on, Darius, like I guess like a, a, the next day or a couple of days later. Yeah, he's dressed differently. So it has to be a different day. So Darius is, is walking up to Echo Chops and he finds it closed. And he's car- and I want to point out that he's actually carrying a bag of his of meat and vegetables mm-hmm. because Auntie was going to cook it for him. And he see and Sharon calls him over and she's in a food truck called Nigel Bold. Yo, Darius! Over here. How the hell are you? Sharon? One second. Yeah, brown dollar, shredded carrots, golden raisins, and kids. What happened? Sharon. Yeah, she'll be ready in like ten minutes. Sharon. Yeah, see you then. Bye-bye. Oh my god, I'm so glad to bump into you. Surprise. I quit my job and we bought the place. You bought the place? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a Niger bowl now. Grab a stool, I'm coming out. Oh, one Malibu and one cheesy jollof. The landlord had been trying to sell for months, so we just, you know, sweetened the pot. So she relocated? I mean, where's Mimi? I don't know. We actually, we never exchanged info, so. Dude, you've got to try this. I want to get your thoughts. What's in it? It's a peach barbecue reduction and chunks. I call it the Darius, because you're from Georgia. Okay. Um... Do I gotta pay for this? No, it's on me. <gasps> and your money is literally no good here. Card only. Oh, a customer. BRB. No. No, you're not doing that. A word which she just learned a couple of days ago from Darius. And she tells him that she bought the restaurant and she bought it for the landlord and she increased the price for the landlord who was so happy to get rid of those Nigerian niggers out of that that space and and she's selling whitewash versions of jollof rice. Wasn't it like a peach jollof that was the Darius joint because he was from Atlanta? The audacity. Yes. And a cheesy jollof. I was so fucking mad. At the, this. Like, as a New Yorker, one, I hate this shit. Like, you don't even know how much I wanted to punch my wall because take away the Nigerian aspect. They, this is just they something they do with all type of ethnic food. Like, mm. God forbid you start enjoying pupusas or like El Salvadorian food or Peruvian food or like authentic, like Japanese cuisine. They will mm. come in and take it over and like take out all the fucking seasoning oh. and just blend it. Like, even Mexican, they fuck it up. Mm. So, so y'all didn't laugh at this? 
No, I did not laugh. I did not find it funny at all. It oh, was, I, it was I mean, I found it. It was funny, but it, it was, was like, funny, like, but it wasn't. It was yeah, exactly. It was it's like, like it happens in real life, but it was yeah. funny on the show. No, so I, it was I funny, agree. but it happened okay. and they ruined. Like the it, right? funniest like, part was. Yeah, no, the funniest part was when, like, Darius was just like, all right, let me try. No, no, I'm not trying no, this. this don't feel right. <laughs> Darius was like, I got a limit. I got a lot. Like, this is just for you. Yeah. Like, listen, I am here. for the vibes. I am for the vibes, but this is not the vibes. Because she like, said, she said it had a it peach production. Darius went there, and she was like, oh, you you haven't been back home. Like, like I will go to a Nigerian restaurant. They'll find out I'm Nigerian. They're like, "Oh, you ain't been home in decades." But it's like you still feel like, "Oh, this is a sense of community, right?" And do you know what the Darius- funniest part for me was? Huh? He was like, "So do you, she was like, uh, I didn't even get her contact information when he was asking about her." Oh, that's- like that's how little she gave a fuck. <laughs> well, she just saw exactly. this idea. That was the theme of this episode. Like so- basically, like like giving black folks. A hell of a package, so they just won't. They won't. Uh... Right. Well, it didn't even go to her though. It didn't even go to her. Let me let me get my shit off real quick because Uh-oh. here we go. Get your shit off. So uh, first of all, I think uh, this episode, of course, was about um, gentrification uh, and whiteness and whiteness creeping in. And one thing I want to mention because Moji, it was like very interesting that you mentioned uh, me- Mexican food. Because there was a story a few couple of years ago, in 2017 actually, where you're, I don't know if you all remember these white women that went to Mexico and they came and they were from Portland and they went to Mexico and they stole, I'm going to just say they stole this um, Mexican grandmother's yeah. recipe for tortillas and uh, tacos or whatever and took it back to start their own restaurant. Now, I put it in the show notes. So I think that was a sly reference to that where these white women basically stole these Mexican grandmothers' recipes and brought it back to start their own business of quote-unquote authentic Mexican tortillas. Also, Jamie Oliver, British um, chef, had put out his own version of Jollof rice, which he properly got dragged. Well, I didn't know that. Stop it. No. Yeah. Stop so it. that's also a reference to that where Jamie oh, Oliver did that try to make Jollof rice. But here's my thing about this. People have been saying like this is just gentrifying the culture and everything and that's all well and good but I think it's a little bit more insidious than just basic gentrification because it's one thing to open up a food truck and with whitewash recipe. In front However, of where the old one was. It, exactly. Because she bought the building from the landlord who was gladly, you know, wanted to in- evict the African immigrants. And they're not even using that space. They had to have a food truck um, because that's her wheelhouse. So she did. She just didn't steal the culture. She for she forced the culture out. Oh yeah. You, if you remember, this was this restaurant was on the other side of town, which was carved out as a spot for African greetings. We see in this restaurant is a kind of like a meeting place as well. There, there's a woman she's feeding her child the okra yeah. soup and everything, okra soup. And when we come back to Darius, it's all white people, jo- white women with Lululemon jogging. And they're ordering things that is nowhere part of the culture or the recipe. Like cheese and jollof rice are not like not like you can never go together, but that's not what it is. Exactly. That's not that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. 
Right. So she she basically is keeping the culture that's already there that they are no longer able to gain economic equity or a place within British society. This is something that was explored also within the um, Steve McQueen uh, series on uh, Amazon. I can't remember the name I put in the show notes, but uh, also that was kind of like a reference in that. She had not even, this woman, Sharon, had not even heard of Jollof Jollof Rice or Naja or that restaurant or even been to that part of town before, but she bought it out. Yes. She could have, like, she could have easily opened a food truck closer to that fashion house who did not even, who, and brought it there because they had not heard of it. Yeah, and introduced a new demographic to the culture. Exactly. And she could have made a killing there. She could have made a killing there because it was something different. But she just put, but she put it in that black, that former black neighborhood. Like you said, insidiousness. Exactly, and and she repackaged it for the for the whites that she brought with her. The like it was it was like it was much more insidious. And Darius, and I know why Darius is. I think Darius is like a person that kind of he wants people to enjoy things. He wants to bring and introduce things. But I think Darius is slowly seeing like sometimes you can't bring. Everybody you can't on. Be so we, you can't. Right. We saw that with socks. We saw that with socks. Socks walking around wanting to say <laughs> nigga. Still in still, mm. still in paper. Still in paper. And we didn't still see it this episode. Not at all. Still in paper. So like, I think that um, I know. I okay. I don't want to come down on folks. I'm not a person that wants a gate that feels like I want to gatekeep black culture. You but can't. I also understand. Yeah, I don't want to kick gatekeep black culture, and you can't do that because it's black culture is so. Um, it, we are. But you we're don't out, do that though. You yeah. don't do there that. There needs to be a respect with it. That exactly. was that was disrespectful. Yeah, and it was it, it was horrible. Like you literally just opened a. It, it's kind of funny because Ninja Bowl. There was literally um. You know how like they have all these Uber Eats ghost shops. Um, mm-hmm. this past summer there was a ghost shop, a Suya Bowl. Nigerian mm. restaurant. It wasn't Niger Bowl, it was Suya Bowl. And Suya is like, it's the Nigerian version of um, shish kebabs. It's grilled meat on the sticks, but with our own um, seasoning, sort of like jollof rice. And the um, and there was one on my Uber Eats this summer, enjoyed it, ordered it with family, and then like in fall is gone. And it's like mm. now you don't even know if these are actual Nigerian <laughs> cooking this food. Um, not that it makes a difference, but you don't even know who it is that's like cooking you the food that's being sent. I feel to like you. it makes a difference, though. No, it it does. It does. It does because it, it could go. Because I know real you could give me the recipe, and I and I probably I could follow that recipe to a T, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But you could get it, and there's like a difference that comes with like soul, yeah, it's gonna be, or, like, yeah, it's gonna experience, be and even with me, the only reason I know how to cook Nigerian food is because I had to see like my sisters cook that shit like twenty times to so be like, oh that that that's the little flip or the little <laughs> extra seasoning mm-hmm. or the crayfish mm-hmm. or there's some shit you don't get if you're not part of the culture, mm-hmm. and it just got me so mad seeing this white woman take it, exploit it. And this is why even like for a lot of other cultures, like authentic Chinese hot pot, you got to go to Chinatown to get it. Authentic Korean barbecue, you got to go to Koreatown to get it. Like you can't just, 
<laughs> go to where everyone is and enjoy that shit like you should probably should. Mm-hmm. And it's because white people, not like everyone exploits it, but specifically white people. Yo, and I, f- I feel you completely, Moji, but to be fair, you can get authentic Chinese at P.F. Chang's. I just want to put it for the record. Let's go ahead and move on. Let's go ahead and move on. It's late. Even P.F. Chang would be like, the words of Devin are in- <laughs> if you're if you're Let's- if you're in a if you're in a pinch, Panda Express will do. No, no, oh my God! We go well. So <laughs> leave it in. I have an Asian. I have an Asian connection. It's Peter. Juwan. Mm. Yes. So basically, I just wanted to get that off. That's why I would value Mojo on to talk about the Nigeria perspective on that particular um, scene. So um, later on, in a committee meeting. Alfred is struggling and suggesting ideas, but he's perplexed when the rest of the team members want to promote, just want to promote their own brands and engage in self-dealing with their products. Because basically they're going around this roundtable of these these social justice influencers and quote unquote activists. And the only thing they're talking about is what's in it for them. Alfred, why don't you go first? What do you want out of this meeting? Yeah, all right, okay. Uh, you know, I'm, this is something I've been thinking about for a long time, right? So, you know, obviously everybody at this table has the opportunity to help black people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go on. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I was thinking that we could do like a, like a capsule collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a, and a campaign. And a campaign to... Um, Teach black people how to reinvest back into their communities. Cool. Yeah. Oh. DeMarco, what do you want? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I want the new off-white Nikes. Signed. And a round trip to Mauritius business class. Mm-hmm. Business class, though. Mm-hmm. Sam? I want 1,000 copies of my book to be purchased for sensitivity training. She'll work on it. I wish for 10 tickets to Raisin in the Sun for my charity, and Julia Roberts better be in it. Not an understudy like last time. And a hookup to the new Black Panther 2 premiere. Yeah, I could fuck with some Black Panther tickets too, actually. Black Panther tickets too. The second film, maybe it's the second film. Hey, hold, hold, hold the fuck. How does any of that, man, how does any of that help black people? Shit, man, well, look, I'm black and it's helped me a whole, a whole lot, so... My nigga, are you black? <laughs> am, I, am I, am I black? Or trying to black like- Black Panther no. two tickets, baby. Yeah. Black Panther two tickets, I ain't gonna say no. tickets. Listen, Lorenz Tate might be in it, okay? Listen, oh. I have to look at oh. it too, okay? <laughs> I've been like, like hold on now, I'm like, hold on We now. could Wait do that, Lorenz Tate well, is an Let's LA, talk like, about this, okay? Panther Kingdom? <laughs> so, movie so at this point there is a the guy what was his name again jamil demarco demarco aka zon so alfred is looking at zon and saying nigga are you black <laughs> because he's not black at all all okay. right if he had a corona in his hand you would have thought he was mexican 
As an aside, I looked mm. him up. He he's half Irish, half Dominica. So you know he is. So black, he is Latino. Well, he not Dominican. No, no, no. I don't mean Dominican as in the Dominican Republic. I mean Dominica. Uh, huh? I don't know what that is. What's Dominica? It's a different it's a country. It's in the Caribbean area. It's in the Caribbean oh, okay. area, but they are gotcha. black there. They are oh, black. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I mean, so like he a nigga, but he actor, a nigga. Right, the actor is able to say that. Yeah, but it's like if someone in like Ireland whose name is Shaniqua wants to be like, well, I know what it feels like to be black. Exactly. Like, bitch, your name is Shaniqua, but you're still white. <laughs> and he is. He's. He's. I think he's Irish born. Like he grew up in Ireland or whatever. Oh, but wow. they probably found like he's an actor, so they probably called him on because he could technically say it that's why but he yeah that's what that is so he so alfred basically asks zon who is is he is he black and zon is kind of like perplexed yeah, you know about what you're talking about man, that particular you know, question aren't we all black from the continent of africa <laughs> so let me get my shit off again yeah, um yeah. There are certain individuals that have taken on social justice as a brand and and they're doing work in on behalf of black people and they are collecting money for money for this. Where that money is going, we don't always know how but there have been nor do we see it. There have been a lot of criticism on about these black people, these actual black people, and these questionable black people. Let's just talk yeah. about it. Like I feel like this is an, this has been an argument a lot of people lobbied against Jay Z. Lobbied mm. against lobbied mm. against Jay Z. Like I think yeah. like you know people are like oh Jay Z's like the face he's not gonna do shit. But like okay, and I think this episode was a perfect example of. These white people are not going to give you money to do shit to take them out. But mm-hmm. funnel that shit to my nonprofit. Not that everybody does crack, mm-hmm. but that's the idea. You get that money to you, and hopefully you do better. Well, I think it's more directly pointed, though. There is a particular individual. I'm going to just go has, on mute real fast. That- <laughs> Wait, who is a particular individual? Let I, me know. Let me you know. don't know? Let me know. Let me know. There has been a, and I have, because I have to talk about this a certain way because I don't want to do too much work. But there is a particular individual that is of a certain um, hue that has been called into question about his fundraising practices and where is that money? Don't where is that money going? And how is how is it being used? Or does it start with a D? Um, the initials rhymes there. Okay. It, it rhymes with Zon, who is this character? Who this character? Well, I don't is. even know who that is. Uh, so, so my thing is, I believe that that Donald and Stephen Glover was definitely pointing out, was pointing a finger at this particular person mm-hmm. who is a social justice activist, calling into question their racial identity, and also calling uh, into question how. Uh, I just Sir texted funds. you. Who it was? I just texted <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, calling the question how funds were was meant. So I just found text me because I have no clue who he's talking about. Uh, People, li- listeners, if, if if the listeners are savvy, they know who I'm talking. They, they know exactly. Y'all don't know by now because I stopped caring about him in 2022. <laughs> 
But yeah, but this is but also it is a reference to other activists as well about oh, like how, how many is this, how many the is this football player. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm not. Now, listeners know that I, a lot of listeners know that I went to the football player. Oh, shit. I forgot about him. I still forgot about him. The non-football player. Let's just. Let's just. Okay. So, um. Next scene. Basically, okay. So, Alfred questions the members about their own race, helping their community. Okay. So, let's go ahead and go ahead and do the earn advanced stuff. So Ern runs in the van, who he's not seen for at least maybe a week or two at this point. Hi. Hey, how are you? Fine. Good. What the hell's wrong with you? What? Where have you been? I've been shopping. I was thinking about how Grace Jones has all these, like, male suits, and I kind of wanted one. I also got this really cool, like, 80s wig. It's been weeks. You give me a thumbs up emoji? Are you serious? You guys are busy. You're working. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. It's not really that big of a deal. I mean, you guys didn't plan for me to come here. Yeah. You can't do that, okay? You can't just disappear. Okay, we're parents. I mean, what if something had happened to you? What are you, like, kidnapped? I called your mom. She didn't even know where you were. Does your mom know where you are right now? I saw you. I saw what you did. What? <laughs> you stole that from the shop. This? I just bought this at Christine's down the street. You stole it, and I am not going to let you get away with it. Because I'm black and you think I can't pay for it? Lady, I think you made a mistake. Uh, call the police. I am holding you here till the police come. Hey, hey, hey let go of me. What is wrong with you? Hey, let go of her. You're Crazy? just accusing people. No, it's all up to me. You're going to jail. Is something wrong? Yes, this woman came in accusing my fiance of stealing a wig that we just bought from Christine. She stole it. Mom, are you staying here? Uh, I am making a citizen's arrest. Mom, leave this hotel or I will call the police. He confronts her about her absence in a white, and she says, hey, how you doing? I'm, I found this amazing wig, blah, blah, blah. He, a white woman approaches Van. She accuses Van of stealing the wig from a nearby store. Fuck this Y'all white woman, by the way, whether or not she stole, she stole it. She absolutely she stole it. She, she, she stole it, but I'm on Van's side. A citizen's arrest. She, she don't go home. And she tried to grab her, too. Yeah, she grabbed her. That was a reference to Soho Karen, I think. Yes, it was definitely a reference. I don't, okay, you know, what, I don't know if it would have been or not, or maybe there was like, you know, just kind of like prediction. Um, but Ern basically defends Van, says that she's his fiance. The security come and escort the white woman out of the hotel. They get a free hotel, a free hotel. Ern is a liar. He is. That was just the, oh, that, that management job because he flipped that shit real quick. <laughs> flashes out of the hotel for their poor service and then his white woman basically accosts Van and they got a free room. He uses white voice, man. <laughs> yes, he's like yeah, this, ep- his this season has really gotten like especially this episode, it's really about like 
yeah, white people are trying to like do the culture vulture thing, but we're just going to take advantage of them on the way. Oh, yeah. Like, we're going to make you pay for this shit. I turn on my white voice all the fucking time to get out of shit. Like, <laughs> like white people. I did it the other day. <laughs> yeah, just got to. I get out of tickets. I get out of. I no, get out of- uh, speaking <laughs> as a man, but y'all are women. Y'all could just, you know. No, you could do it too, do but you. Show cleavage. You have cleavage. other ways to oh. do it. Oh. I was really finna listen until he said that. Juwan, proceed. I mean, I'm so, just saying, if you were a cop, Juwan, yeah, shush. you pull over Moji with them dance moves, I'm like... No, like, I, one, I don't even drive, so, like, my no, anxiety, if I got pulled over by a white person, I'd be like, please don't kill me, would be the first thing out of my mouth. All right. True. True. That's true. But, um, so, just, yeah. I was with, just trying to be inappropriate. You I just know. Got, you got all real. I still love you, boo. Right on. <laughs> so, finishing up the earn advance of, so... A hundred percent. Oh, as Devin would say, a thousand percent. She stole that fucking weed. Oh, she did. Oh, absolutely. Wait, so y'all really? I thought they. I she thought this white woman just to call her for no reason. No, she no, stole. Well, no, stole that no shit. she did. She one hundred. She, she a thousand percent she stole did, that. But that was none of that white woman's business. Yeah. Yes. It, it was yeah. Yeah. That, hard. that white woman had no business in doing anything. So this was a rest. No, I, no, it wasn't her business. It, it, regardless of whether she stole it or not, it wasn't her business. I don't know. I just, I just, I'm, a, I'm just trying to, you know, cake for the white woman. Yeah, yeah, you got a cake for her. Kind of like Mo, kind of like Moji did earlier in the episode. I don't recall. Yeah, cake so, for a white man. Mm, there's only one friend. I'm trying. I'm trying oh, to rip shit back in. Okay, sorry. So, go ahead. Okay, so basically Van and Earn, they're in the hotel they're in the hotel room that they got for free. They have a little they share a little dance. Um I do I did want to back up a little bit because Earn does kind of chastise her a little bit, but he later checks himself because Van, because he couldn't find Van for for a week. Now, our guest last week, she mentioned she did mention about how Van is kind of like sidetracked this episode, and I think she caped a little bit how Van is acting. I think Jam- it was either Jamel or Devin that said something about this part because um while I do like Van a lot I like her a lot I love I love her character my only thing is about Van which I understand the plot needs her to be in England in the in the atmosphere of these people but I do not like how she's acting. You're walling. This is some great I, fight club shit. Get the fuck out of here. No, I don't I don't like how she's acting. You don't think being, like what do you think? Okay, so this is my question to y'all. Because Van is out of control, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that Van is out here walling. Why do you I, think Van is out here walling? I don't know. And it's it's gonna be I'm sure it's gonna I be have revealed. No idea. But the only part and I think Jamil brought this up. The only part she got a child. She left her child with her mama. That's the yeah, only exactly. part I have an issue with. That's the only reason, exactly, and that's the only reason. Only reason I don't like it because she came. She could have went anywhere in the world. She could have went back to Germany. She could have went to Brazil. She could have went to Nigeria, except. Mm-hmm. But she, she came to her baby daddy. She chose to go to Amsterdam, mm-hmm. where they were. She mm-hmm. chose which and called earned the mm-hmm. first person she called to pick her up, but she but once she's there. She's acting strange. She's acting like she doesn't yes. want to be around, being a Doesn't that make it and, feel even more serious to you? Whatever the fuck yeah. she's going through? 
But well, yes, but they also have a child. And Ern is right; they have a child together. What if something happens to her? He's responsible. Yes, and the fact that the mother is losing her fucking mind out here, like I mean, because shoplifting is normally a sign of other things. Like you right. just don't decide to start shoplifting, and she even the, said, "Like I I'm really, having panic I, attacks." Yeah, like, I felt her when she was just like when 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 um what's his name uh Ern was just like we're parents. Yes. Like, and the thing is, like, Ern, he's working. He is actively yeah. working. This isn't like a, a a vacation for him. He's working. This is his job. Yeah. Right. But Van, Van, Van is like Darius. He, she's here for the vibes, and I'm sitting here like, girl, you can't but, just disappear, man. She got her. Okay. Can I ask one question? Real quick. One question. Sorry. Pause. Do okay. you think in episode one or two, I don't remember which episode, when Van first came in contact with um. Darius, did it feel like they were about to fuck? I we talked about that. We talked about that, but I don't know if they did or did not. I mean, if I they did, they if they did, it was either incredible or the most uh, the worst sexual experience she had because she's okay. not around. So, okay. yeah, but here's, I, yeah. but like, here's so, okay. I don't know if it was just like off camera fucking or <laughs> it was either good or terrible. But here's on top of what Jamel just said, their parents, yeah, Earn mentioned. De- explicitly mentioned your mother does not even know where yeah. you are and yeah. she responded does your mother know where you are it doesn't matter where if Ern's mother knows he, where he is necessarily but if Van, it's a problem if Van's mother doesn't know she, she is because Van is the cause, sorry because Van's mother is the caretaker of her and Ern's child yes. she needs to know where Van is yes. and that's a problem and then so that's out what, here having a mental breakdown. So that's why, why I don't like. Which is the thing, because like Ern is obviously keeping in contact with Van's mother. Right. He's like, how is my child? Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I have a problem with Van. Like, girl, yeah. okay, you yeah. mom now. Come on now. No, Let's I do, do this. have a problem because of that, but I also don't expect her to be perfect because she is a mother. Of course not. Yes, no, of course yeah. not. No, like, yeah, you're allowed to give. I mean, I'm giving her grace. But girl, you gotta check in. You gotta keep it. Gotta yeah, keep I have a kid. Like, I was laughing when she was pushing white people into the pool. Okay, no, like, that was pre- that was spectacular. That was that was I hear like international stealing that. that's got other like criminal like girl. Yeah. No, the white people the, the pushing the people in the pool. Okay, no, Mwah. I have zero yeah. notes on that. Yeah. All right. Right, so this is all I want to get off about, Van. I'm sure, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this show does not pull a euphoria and leave plot threads unresolved. But I'm hoping there's a revelation within um, in the next four episodes. But anyway, uh, just to kind of wrap up here, um, Alfred, you know, talk. Alfred does a pitch for a reinvest in your hood campaign, and he records a video for it. And he basically says it's going to be black people supporting black businesses and making basically black people get money. Um, invest in your hood. <laughs> they made it the whitest fucking commercial. We're going to get to that. That, the that pe- Calvin Klein ass. Okay, I'm sorry. <sighs> ahead, we, we, yes, you know, CK. So, um, so um, the people, they like the idea, you know, give a little bit of feedback. He gives Khalil this $60,000 to invent, to um, do the commercial. But the end result of the campaign is like a black and white commercial featuring all all kinds of people. Hey, what's up? This Paperboy, and I just want to throw a pitch out there for you. Reinvest in your hood. Think about it, because if you take them dollars and put them back in your neighborhood, your neighborhood will grow. Reinvest in your hood. 
We are from some hood, man. Some hood. We're all from some hood. We're all from some hood. Some hood. We're all from some hood. Reinvest in your hood. Reinvest in your hood. Your hood. Reinvest in our hoods. Yes, it's there. Yes, it's it. Talking big money, nigga. We're all from some hood. Reinvest in your hood. Reinvest in your hood. All lives matter of the commercial where you have some you you basically have one black representation. You know, you have you have like 50,000 white people in it, but just one black person holding money to his ear saying niggas, niggas need it. Niggas need it. And Alfred is that old white woman. Everybody's from some hood. Yes, we are all from some hood. But that's it. That's what she said. Yeah. Honestly, I know this brother is doing good work or whatever. I seen his work. I he's put his money in my fields, but it it, remi- it did remind me of that Nike commercial, of that Colin Kaepernick Nike commercial. Yeah. And oh, I, so, yeah. can I, can I, I you know what? Honest. That's probably the thing that like, he probably had no control over that. But go ahead, Moji. I'm yeah. sorry. I worked for a retail company um, for a decade, from management to corporate. Their name, their initials rhymes with Helen Misery. Um, they are European and Mm. there was like I could just tell as somebody who has been with the company for a really long time that black people or people of color just got tired of saying shit because they internationally worldwide released a campaign that had um, a keychain that was basically a black um, doll with a noose around its neck as a Mm. keychain oh and it got out and people were like, are y'all fucking crazy? And you didn't realize, this was like in the 2000s, they were like, yeah, I didn't realize this was the person being lynched. Trash. And because they are European and they're like, oh, we did not know. What is this thing? Uh, it's like, y'all okay, fucking girl. Know. You know, but you also only have like <clears throat> one black person or person of color per department. And they're just like, y'all got it. You know, <laughs> so yeah. I can see how that's, that makes That's sense. how it be sometimes. Let it happen. Yeah. And they'll continue to do it because they don't care. Like, And not even like they don't care on some subconscious, non-subconscious shit. It's like, why would they, like the guy said, why would they pay to fund their own demise? Exactly. That's exactly what it's because these tools are And it's not even it. personal at that point. It's like, why the fuck would they do that? That's just business. Mm-hmm. It is business. And, and honestly, you know, and I, I felt Khalil in that moment because... Look, ask yourself this. Why? Why would a company make a project that would teach black people to stop buying their products and reinvest in their own? Why why would they fund their own demise? That's not a business. That's a charity. They were never going to make that commercial. That's why you need your own nonprofit. You control that money. That's how I managed to squeeze 100K out of them for my own charity. Look, I told you, I've been doing the social justice thing a long time. Look, Black Panther premiere is coming up. Do you want to go? Got an extra ticket? No, man. Whoopi Goldberg and Lorenz Tate are in this one. Lorenz Tate. It's like, if you're in business and you're, you, if you're in business, 
it's a business that you have to do what you gotta do, and and it's just that's just the way of capitalism. Some and Khalil is a better person. There are other people who would take that money and go on vacation, but you know, from what Khalil is saying, he's like at least trying. he's yeah, trying. He's trying. He is trying. He's yeah. trying. There, there are certain people that will take that money and and go on vacation or buy houses. You know, Calcumex. In. <laughs> Or, you know, buy houses and then move to other houses because they found out you bought a house. I mean, anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so Alfred, so, yeah, like like I said, Khalil basically kind of gives Alfred the the real real deal. Alfred has more to think about. And Khalil says, like, hey, this is why I have my own, like, you need to get your own organization. You need to be the one that's getting paid. And you can decide on your own where the money is gonna go where the money is gonna go to because that's how I got a hundred thousand dollars to fund to to give to give back to the community of of my own choosing. Alfred is a little bit disappointed uh, about this, but I think Alfred does have a bug in his ear about that. Yeah. Um, the 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 final scene of the episode is basically Earn waking up in the hotel room. The phone is ringing off the hook. Van is gone. He <laughs> no Van, Van is gone again. We'll see. I guess we'll he see. Got that, he got that free hotel room. Look, got thank the, God for that. But Van, yeah. I love when he told that dude. He was just like, "Listen, we can comp your hotel," and he was just like, "No, I can pay for it." Mm. However, comma, like, listen, don't know. I'm not trying to get over on you, but I I'm got the money. On you. Mm-hmm. I got. Yeah, but that's money, all but rich people do is you. get over. That's all they that's, do is get shit for free. That, yeah, no, Earn is playing the game at this point. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yes. yes. He's, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Juwan. No problem. You good. So, yeah, Van is gone. Uh, he takes the phone. He picks up the phone, hangs it back up, and that is the episode. So, yeah, I again, it's not my favorite, but it was one of the more <gasps> one of the more it was one of the more thought provoking episodes, only because I, I agree with that. Yeah, only because everything they really did not pull any punches about who they were talking about, what they wanted to represent. Listeners, I know we, I kind of like talked in circles about it, but if you if you know, you know, you know. Mm. So, um, but yeah, that was that was that was it. We didn't really have we had one bit of feedback that came from Facebook that I want to read, and it is about Van actually. So someone said that Earn is getting a taste of his own medicine. When Van cared that Ern wasn't emotionally available, he would waste so much of her time. Now he cares too much and talking about we're parents now, which which uh, which um, Sam replied, Sam Doles, uh, who is an author. She replied that she's been waiting for someone to um, point that out. And ladies understand all too well the pair was a loving and emotionally immature and emotionally unavailable man. Well, what that got to do with her leaving her child? I'm sorry to interrupt the feedback. What does that have to do with her leaving her child? We get into it, but she okay, said he was all. She says Ern was all of the above. He was very insistent and oblivious. She described herself in the Helen episode, which in season two, as tired of being an accessory that you fuck. That's a heavy statement. The first two seasons, Van was completely stressed out, and while Ern was around, he wasn't always present, if that makes sense. She's going through something big. I hope he can see himself once it all plays out. Thank you, Sam, very much for, uh, for that. Uh, Sam and I have been talking a little bit. I want to um, invite Sam on to discuss her uh, viewpoint a little bit deeper. My only problem 
with the whole van thing, as I said before, Earn is right in the fact that they're parents. And when you point out the fact that Van has not even talked to her mother about what's going on, I'm sorry, talked to her mother about her whereabouts, and her mother is the one that's caretaking her child, then that is the, that's the actual problem. It's not bitch. It's not fuck Earn. Fuck whatever her relationship with Earn is yeah. and where they're staying right now. Er, it's 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 a matter of they have a child together. Yeah. It's like Ern, have, have you been calling her a child that you abandoned? Right. Ern yeah. needs to know what she is. Her mother needs to know what she is. You know, it doesn't really matter about what her between the relationship between her and Ern. That's the whole point of it. Well, she's out here living her best catch me if you can life. Like, <laughs> damn. No. That's a good that's a good comparison. Yeah. That's a good comparison. Yeah. But yeah, so um, but that's that's it. That's it for the episode, listeners. If you do want to leave us feedback, uh, I forgot to leave a feedback post for this episode, but we but we talked a whole bunch. But um, our email address is etopod at gmail dot com, and our voicemail line is two zero five three zero four one six five five. You can also leave us feedback through Facebook, through either our Facebook group called Edit That Out. Or on our Facebook page, um, edit it out. If you search for it, you'll find the group and the Facebook page. Just look up edit it out and you'll see edit it out with Jamel, Devin, and Jawan. And you can follow us on those platforms there. Uh, one thing I did want to mention, listeners, because we're um, getting a lot more of you. We, our show is getting a little bit popular. I do request and rec- and uh, ask that you do leave us some more feedback some more um yes, reviews please. some ratings to hear from you yes some more feedback some ratings and some reviews on itunes and on spotify i also activated listener support on anchor so if you scroll down in our show notes if you want to uh, throw us like a dollar or two here to uh, keep the show to keep the show running because we got some good stuff coming up for, coming up for sure you. Sure do. So, um, if you Jamel will show her freckles or feet. Your pick. And for all future <laughs> lawyer fees for Devin. Um, Wait, hold on yeah. now. I ain't gonna. I've said way less. This problematic nigga hasn't stuff said shit this entire episode, but now you just gonna pet <laughs> my freckles and my feet. That's cute. Go ahead. Right. I will wear cool. white toenail polish, though, if you if you do throw in some dollars. Go ahead. That's mm-hmm. right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you throw us a few dollars to, we're gonna, we can buy some Jollof rice and we can eat and we'll have it and we can review it. You know. And the only Jollof rice that counts is Nigerian Jollof rice, regardless of what a Ghanaian tries to tell you. We're gonna By the buy way, is that Ghanaian. just a meal in itself, or do you eat it with st- like? Something? I could literally, I have Jollof rice in my fridge right now because I just ordered delivery like last night. I need that. Okay, so it, so it, you eat it? It's a, it's a meal as itself. She's gonna go get it. It's really gonna go get it. Oh my god. Yeah, but, but yes, don't want to answer my question. Or is it a side dish? I think. I, it's I'm not, is it like shrimp fried rice? Shrimp. I'm not okay. even going to speak out of school. I'm not even going to do that. But listeners, yes. Uh, if you look down on our Because sh- you can eat shrimp fried Hold on, let me land. You can eat shrimp fried rice as a meal, but most of the time, you know, you accompany it with something. So that's why I was wondering if Joe Loft Rice was like that. I've no, that's it. a legitimate question for three niggas that are just from the south and not from Africa and not like. No, you know, you know what this is. This is this is Devin. This is Devin showing his bougie-ness because he I, has side dishes. I was I, trying to help. 
I'm just saying it's all of the above. But Devin needs a complete meal. He needs a he needs a main dish, right? Like some short ribs. You like eat some short ribs with your jollof rice or something? You can put whatever you want. Like jollof rice is literally just the rice. It's red rice. Like this is it. So it's the side. Now and you can put whatever meat you want. It's normally like goat meat, mixed meat, smoked turkey. If you want, but you eat meat. you eat just that, or you get real meat on the side. No, you get real meat with it. Like most okay. people just don't eat the uh, rice with you. Alone. Like you get Devin, the rice with, like whatever meat you want. Oh, okay, Devin, you are so bougie. You you have surpassed me in bougieness because that's you, that's, you, that's, you that's need, the farthest thing you from need, the truth. You need all three dishes. Anyway, yeah. listeners, if you want to thank support, you, if you would like to support my our, cap senses um, are tingling. If you would like to support us in our venture to get Joel off rice, then you can scroll all the way down to our show notes and throw us a couple of dollars for our listening support. And we appreciate you if you. Uh, or if any Nigerian uh, restaurants want to sponsor us, we're more than welcome to have you. We right, appreciate I'll try that. anything but I'll Listen, kill. we will eat <laughs> Joel off rice <laughs> while we record. Pay us. Keep going. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, um, our guest, Moji, where can they find you on the internet, ma'am? You guys can find me on Twitter, BookDreamer01, and you can find my podcast. Um, just type in TV Movie Mistress, all the social platforms I pop up, and, you know, just come hear me ramble. Uh, on movie? that podcast, are you still with my boo, Sarah? Or is that like of the course, whole we are currently covering Outlander with Juwan. Um, yes. It's a It'd be a terrible because we just get drunk every week. <laughs> My God. Outlander. Yes, we are. Uh, you can hear me on the TV movie, movie Mistress podcast with um, Moji and our favorite white woman, my only favorite white woman, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah's the greatest, okay? Sarah, 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 I love birthday. that woman. Happy she birthday, is Sarah. Fine. <laughs> Happy yeah. birthday, Sarah. But yes, um, where we talk about Outlander, where basically it's just two, like two or three hours of us just getting drunk and talking shit. About so these now? white folks. Now, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He don't drink that that nigga. Uh, was that uh, what's that beer that he drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does no, I drink. No, I do not. Actually, oh my uh, god! Now Juwan got up. <laughs> Juwan gets look. I thought Juwan's like I was gonna be gone so I'm about to leave y'all. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Am okay. I the only one that's watching the playoffs? I am watching. <laughs> I'm watching. It's 3539. I watch football gossip. I don't watch football itself. Football has been over since February, babe. <laughs> get your shit together. So we're going to have to fix so- this when we get married. Seriously. Mm-hmm. That's where you guys can find me. So, yes. So, Jamil, what can they find you on the internet, ma'am? Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamel oh, Mybell. Sure. That is J-A-M-E-L-L-E-M-Y-B-E-L-L-E. Listen, I'm opening my Instagram up, y'all. Holla at me. To be fair, a uh, question for the listeners. I'm sure they want to ask. Are there any pictures of you in yellow or showing your freckles? They yes. are not. No, no. Delete those. No. They got to pay for that. Yes, you're right. There are zero. There is there is one picture of her in yellow. It is amazing. You that's your freebie. You want to see feet. Right. I don't know if there's any feet. There are none. There are none on my Instagram. But if you want to see feet, holla at me. Listen, Mm -hmm, okay. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I actually (laughs) do. And Devin, where can they find you? Uh What's this nigga, my, at oh, Devin, Devin Lamar with two R's. <laughs> <laughs> That's talk about it. Right. Just here for his good looks. That's it. Oh, thank you. 
Ooh. I got an ear infection. I'm drunk right now. Oh shit, nigga. The quiet storm's back. <laughs> you can find me on the quiet storm at JCD. That is J-A-Y-T-E-E-D-E-E. You can also follow me on TikTok at Chef JTD. I am putting together my camera tomorrow. So I will bring new recipes to you all. Um once again. Thank you very much for listening to this shit show of a long episode. This uh, was a hope- great episode. <laughs> this was the best. Why is Devin Booker not playing? That's one editing. He messed up his hamstring. Oh, uh, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a possible edit, but I'm gonna enjoy it. But uh, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you all. A couple of um, bit of show news, uh, listeners. As you are hearing this, when this comes out, uh, the first episode of We Own This City which is on HBO Max, would have aired. You can expect that podcast to start on Thursday for us. Recording it Wednesday. Yeah. So on Thursday for us, but um, but as you hear Wednesday. Yes, we are going to record. We only see the Wednesday episode. The show starts tomorrow, so you definitely... Oh, we are? I thought we record tomorrow. I was being... No. I was joking. We really do record on Wednesday? Yeah, I, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me finish yeah, out, and then I'll tell you about it in a minute. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, we, wait a minute. Jamel, stay on. Just give me five minutes. So, yes. So, listeners, <laughs> The Only City starts on on Monday, April 25th. By the time this airs, it'll always be aired. Look forward to that podcast coming soon. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. You all have a good week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Farewell. Bye. Jamel sounded like me when a girl says more. I'm like, five more minutes? (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Jesus! Wow. You guys, I'm getting on a flight to go back to Chicago. Everybody that is watching, I'm getting ready to get on a flight and go back to Chicago in four hours. And I don't want to leave Nigeria. Everybody needs to come to Lagos, Nigeria once in their lifetime. And you know what they need to have? Jolof rice. That's what they need to have. Boom! Boom! Jolof rice, Pastor Tini. Jolof rice. There's an anointing in that rice, let me tell you. Sit down, you don't you don't know. I'll tell you that Joe Love Rice will make you walk right and talk right.